Hey guys, um, wow, I'm very excited. I guess we can go ahead and get started. Um, welcome back to Hashtag Let's Talk About It. I am your host, Simply Naima, and I'm really excited to be recording this new episode. It's been quite some time, and I think in this time of everything that's just going on in the world, like having entertaining sources um, where you can get fun stories information also um is really helpful and i'm just excited to be back here as you guys know i have not recorded an episode in a very long time uh with that being said i've been thinking about it a lot i've just been busy i've been very very busy um a lot changed i want to say like end of 2019 going into 2020 um, there was a lot of different changes that I went through, um, but I am now, just like everyone else, in the house. We are all in the house. We're all quarantined, and I just feel like, with that being said, we really have to use this time to create content, and I'm really excited that I have this platform that I created, um, that I can pick back up again and and start doing things with it again. So yeah, guys, this is going to be exciting. And here we go. We're going to start episode four of hashtag let's talk about it. Okay, guys. So on today's episode, uh, I kind of just want to talk about everything that's going on right now. Like, as you guys know, um, we are currently in a pandemic, the whole entire world, everyone, not just U.S., but the whole world is in the middle of a pandemic with uh, COVID-19, or also known as the coronavirus. Um, There's so much information on the virus, both factual and non-factual and theories, and I read a lot of everything, and I think I just, I'm trying to make the most sense of it that I possibly can, and um, I think the most important thing to know is that this situation right now is going to change life as we all know it. Um, There's no way that we are going to come out of this and everything is just going to be back to normal. (laughs) It's going to take a long time for things to be back to normal. And during this time, I think it's important that people are kind of questioning the true purpose of everything that's going on. Like what's really going on? As we know, there's always a big plan. There's always something underlying that the government isn't sharing with us and it's to protect us um and I do believe it is to protect us because um a lot of information if you let it out to the average person um I mean it will cause panic and fear uh so I think that they're spoon feeding us information um I think that they're lulling down the actuality of what's going on and I also think that they're dramatizing some of what's actually going on uh all so that they can control what our reaction is right well me (laughs) i'm not so easily swayed um my brain is always questioning why you know that's what we want to figure out the main question here is why is all this happening how can we all adjust and um 
what is the most important things to take away from all the information that we're getting. And I think from everything that I've been doing now, me personally, I've been paying a lot of attention to Governor Andrew Cuomo because I do live in New York City. So he is the governor of New York State. Um, So I'm paying a lot of attention to him because he's the person that would be passing these different orders and laws that affect my living, like just me. I have evacuated the city, um, and I do want to say, before I even get into what the facts are saying and everything like that, I do want to send out my um, prayers for people that do not have the ability to evacuate New York City. New York City is very densely populated. It's only one city, one city that is so densely populated. Um, And, you know, right now we have to make sure that we are maintaining social distancing, um, which is four to six feet. (laughs) Just so you know, if people do not know, um, you want to make sure you're maintaining social distancing. So it's definitely difficult to do that in a place that is so densely populated. You know, New York City has about maybe anywhere between 8.6 to 10 million people just in New York City. Like, we're just talking about New York City. Like, we're not even talking about the state of New York in its whole. We're just talking about New York City. We're talking about 8 to 10 million people. So with that many people around each other, I'm praying that everyone is just taking this very seriously and taking precautions that they can. Um, I definitely want to thank all the essential personnel that are still getting up, going to work, the doctors, the nurses, the hospitals, everyone that is working to protect and help alleviate chaos. Um, thank you. And, you know, my prayers go out to those businesses, those small businesses. There's a lot of small businesses that are being affected by this right now because, of course, businesses need to be open in order to make profit. And Governor Cuomo did order that all non-essential businesses be closed during this time for we don't know how long. We don't know how long this is going to be. So um, I'm just hoping that, you know, these businesses will be able to find ways to adjust. I'm hoping that business owners are thinking about other ways that they can make money during this time. I'm really hoping that everyone is is safe and just taking this seriously. Now, with all that being said, um, listening to Governor Cuomo and everything that he is telling us in his press releases, which are very, very, very informative, I, I really like him. I think that this entire situation has made me aware of who my governor is, who my mayor is, um, and their roles in everything that's going on. I think that Governor Cuomo is a politician in the sense that he's really handling this well. Um, his addresses are worded well. He's he's making sure to not incite riots and, and fear in everyone. Um, although <laughs> Mayor de Blasio, who's the mayor of New York City, is constantly, you know, saying like shut down and lock in and shelter in place. Like he wants all these things to happen, right? But I think that the governor is saying, you know, if any of that's going to happen, it has to come from the governor. He's not making those statements because, you know, when you make those statements and and when people feel like they're trapped or they're contained and they can't move and it's like a hundred percent, like not like a, you know, like a, it's all about how you say things. Um, And I think that Governor Cuomo is good at wording. Although, what do we see? We see New York City basically shutting down. (laughs) Um, However, he's not saying that because you have to be careful the words that you choose because your words have impact, especially when you're coming from a position of power, right? So I definitely do like how Governor Cuomo is handling it. This morning, today is uh, March 24th. 
this morning he had a press release where he mentioned that the numbers are every three days the numbers are um doubling in the amount of people that are testing positive uh for coronavirus and that's gonna happen because now there's a lot of people that have the ability to get tested see the before the numbers were uh predominantly uh lower because there weren't a lot of test kits so people weren't able to get tested they okay they were only testing people that uh showed the symptoms of coronavirus. Now, anyone in New York City, in New York State, can be tested. Um, so with that being said, because it's so densely populated, there are going to be more positive tests. It may it, it correlates. It's not a surprise that the most densely populated state and city in the United States has the numbers that they have. Um, however, the, the shocking thing is... Uh, on Saturday, Governor Cuomo visited New York City, where if I'm visiting a city where most people are inside, I shouldn't really be seeing a lot of people outside. There are people that are still, still going outside in large groups, not remaining four to six feet apart. And they're in parks and they're they're playing, they're they're touching. Like this is not smart. This is not smart for many reasons. One, because it just logically makes no sense whatsoever to be in such close distance <laughs> excuse me. Um, to be in such close distances with other people. Um, especially when direct contact is what spreads this disease. Um People that have not been tested so that they do not they don't know if they have the coronavirus or not um can touch people and they can contract the disease. It's just a fact, so it's just not smart to be in close quarters with large groups of people um We saw over the last two weeks or three weeks how uh our president stated that groups cannot meet if they were groups of 250. Then it changed to groups of 100. Then it changed to groups of 50. Then it changed to groups of 10. And now it's just no groups at all. No groups. No groups at all. Um, so with these with these orders and these things being said, I think people should just take it more seriously. Now, I get it. It's boring in the house, um, especially for children. Um, you know, I, I think about families that, you know, the parents work so much. They don't really spend too much time with their kids because they're usually always, you know, traveling for work or they're in the office. Um, so now you're stuck at home to work from home, um, with your children and and a lot of, you know, these parents that are working like that and, and it's not by any fault of theirs. They don't really know their kids like that. You know, their kids are with the nanny or the babysitter and now you're in a house where you're seeing the child a lot and you have to entertain that child and your nanny can't come and your babysitter can't come because they're not essential in your home you know I mean you're not gonna have them travel from where they are to get to you I'm hoping that there are no babysitters or nannies that are doing that I'm really praying because that would be ridiculous so you know it might be difficult because um I feel like there's a lot of families that are just now spending time together for the first time. So it's kind of like being in a house full of strangers, right? Like you don't really know what to talk about. You don't really know what to do. So when your child is, you know, yelling or screaming, you know, you just, let's, let's go to the park. Let's go outside. Let's go to the park. I get that. I, I get it. But you have to find other ways to entertain your child in the home. 
A lot of places recommended board games if you have them. If you don't, you can always do charades. There's Pictionary. There's so many things, you know, that you can do. How about you guys just watch a movie together or you guys just talk? Like there are things that a lot of families can do to not be going outside around large groups. It just doesn't make sense. Um, yeah, so I think that... Uh, we just have to be more cognizant of everything that's going on and we have to make sure that we're doing everything we can to contain the spread of this disease. We don't want it to get worse and worse, although it's going to continue to get worse because, like I said, the more tests are done, the more positive results you're going to get. Um, but we don't want it to get worse and worse. Now, we have to be especially careful of our elderly and people with compromised immune systems, our grandparents, um, some of our parents. I was just saying the other day to my boyfriend, you know, as a 24-year-old person, I don't know too many people above the age of 50 years old that do not have some type of health condition in my life. I don't know anyone in my life. I don't know many people in other people that I know's lives that do not have some type of health condition. Like, and that said, um, most of our older people have some type of illness, and those they render you vulnerable to the uh receiving of the virus and I think in the beginning, you know they were saying like, "Oh, we're not seeing this affect young people, we're not seeing this affect young people, so young people like myself uh felt like, "Oh well, I'm not worried about getting it, I can't get it, blah blah blah, I'm good, so it's not affecting me, but so what we saw was when school started to go out, because a lot of colleges um, were starting to let their students go. And this has been from two, I want to say from three weeks now. So right now we're on the 24th. I just want to take a look at my calendar. Um, because, yeah, this week is actually the third week that I have been working from home. Uh, my work from home started on March 9th and my boss was on top of everything. She has been following this since it was in Wuhan. She's been following it. And at first, you know, it was just like, I'm paying attention to what she was paying attention to what was going on in China. We would talk about it. We would discuss it. Um, but she wasn't too worried about people in the U S you know, contracting it at the time. Um, but then, of course, when people started to travel home from China, like it started to disperse, but we didn't really see numbers really spike yet. Um, here we are. If we go back three weeks, we didn't see a lot of numbers in the United States. Um, we were looking at Italy and we saw what happened in Italy. You know, Italy went from zero cases to 10,000 cases within a week. Um, and just seeing that rapid spread, my boss was like, OK, this week I want everyone to wrap up everything. Um, get the things you need to work from home and do not come back into the office. Don't come back into the lab. She made that, that, that statement before my actual employee, like the university made that statement. For those that do not know, I work at Columbia University. Um, we have a lot of people at Columbia that are working really closely with uh, researchers and the government to help alleviate everything that's happening right now. So um, I'm very happy that I belong to an institution that is doing something to help. Um, but my boss was very transparent and, you know, she is a woman that cares about all of her students. She cares about her employees and she treats us like we are her family. So she was just giving us the advice that she would give to her, that she would give to her own kids. Like, do not go around large groups, period, period. So with that being said, 
I've been home, um, working from home since the ninth. So it wasn't until the end of the week, uh, maybe towards the 12th or 13th, um, the end of that week. So she had told us on Monday. So it wasn't until that Friday that the university actually started to, you know, suggest students go home, um, because spring break was coming anyway. So they were suggesting that students uh, clear out their residence and then they go home. Uh, spring break is going to come. They were suspending classes. I think they started out by suspending classes on March 9th and March 10th. That's the Monday and Tuesday. That was it. They were suspending classes on Monday and Tuesday. They were thinking about switching over to virtual classes on the 11th um, just for a two-week period. I don't think anyone knew how big this was going to become. Um, but again it did spread exponentially. So when uh Columbia put out the 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 email that they were going to switch everything to remote, that's when everything got real crazy. That's when everything got really crazy. And we saw universities across the country uh switching over to remote and everything like that. But a lot of young people were feeling like, oh, well, this doesn't affect us. Our spring break is coming anyway. So let's still let's still go to Florida. Let's go to Cancun. Let's so we saw large groups of young adults flying to Florida, flying to Mexico because they were on spring break and we thought we were invincible. A lot of times we think we're invincible because we're young and we're the future and yeah. So everyone's flying. Uh fl- the flights were so cheap. I kid you not, guys, like I literally found a flight, a round trip flight from New York to Miami, direct flight for $37 for the day. Like if you wanted to go, it was, it, the, the flights were so cheap that if you wanted to just pack a little carry on bag with like a little outfit that you could change into when you get to Miami, you could get on a plane at eight o'clock in the morning at JFK, be in Miami by 11 a.m., go out, so go to the beach, drink, party, have a great time, get on a flight at Miami um, at like maybe midnight and be back in New York by 3 a.m. and be able to go to your local grocery store the next day. That's how cheap these flights were. Um, and a lot of people were taking advantage of it because flights are so cheap. Oh my gosh, we're young, we're, we're young, we're invincible, let's go. Um, so what did we see happen? A lot of those students that did that, they got back to their campuses and widespread of coronavirus started Um, because then we start to realize that, hey, young people actually can get the virus and not only can they get the virus, they can transmit the virus. So even if we don't get sick, let's say I got I got the virus, knock on wood. Let's say I get the virus. Um, and I don't have any symptoms because a lot of people didn't have any symptoms. And at first people thought, oh, well, you have to be older. You have to be this. You have to be that. You don't, you have to have symptoms. But then we saw those two NBA players that tested positive for coronavirus that had no symptoms. And that's when I started to really take more, uh, uh, pay more attention to it because now we don't even need to look for sickness. We just need to, we need to remove ourselves from outside. So, um, so all that happened and yeah, that's when we saw the spike in young people. Now, I don't think that anyone, I get it. We don't want to, we don't want to not live our lives. We don't want to enjoy our lives and I get it. I get it. We don't want major changes to happen to the way that we live our lives. But unfortunately, major changes are already happening to the way that we live our lives. Okay. 
nail salons, barbershops, hairdressers, bowling alleys, tattoo shops, bars, clubs, movie theaters, anything you can think about, closed, closed. Any activity, something that you would do on a Friday night with your girlfriends or Saturday night for date night with your boyfriend, you cannot do, closed, done. Restaurants, no longer dining in. A lot of restaurants, most all restaurants right now are only takeout or delivery. A lot of them don't even offer delivery, so it's just takeout. So the whole, oh, I don't want to cook tonight. Let me go to a restaurant. Not happening. The grocery store shelves. I mean, and this is, uh, this doesn't even, this shouldn't even be happening. But the grocery store shelves are emptying because people are scared. They're scared. So when people are fearful and they believe that something is going to come that's going to make everyone sick, when you hear something like a virus and it's going to make everyone sick, you are going to over shop. You're going to buy more than you need. You're going to buy in excess. You're going to buy up all the toilet paper. You're going to buy up all these things because of your fear and you want to protect you and your family. That is not okay because it doesn't leave room for anyone else. There's just so much stuff that's going on. Um, and yeah, so I think it's just very important that, you know, during this podcast, I talk about what's happening and the importance of everyone just paying attention, wake up and pay attention. We're all going through the same thing together. We're all quarantined. We're all in the house. Do what you can and stay inside. Stay inside unless you absolutely need to go somewhere to get something that is essential. Stay inside, especially when you're living in densely populated places like New York City, Los Angeles, California, Atlanta, Georgia, Even if we're not seeing these numbers spike in these different places right now, all the eyes are on New York because New York is so popular. It's such a populated place. But that doesn't mean that this spread isn't happening elsewhere as well. We need to all do our part to make sure that we're not spreading this. If you do go outside, wear gloves. Do not touch any surfaces. Do not trust that other people are washing their hands. Do not trust that other people are covering their mouths. Before this was even a thing, I ride the subway every day for work, okay? I ride the subway an hour from Brooklyn to Manhattan and back, okay? I'm on the train literally two hours a day, five days a week. That is 10 hours a week I spend on public transportation. Do you know how many times, even from before there was a coronavirus, how many times I've seen adult women, men, I've seen children blow their up, sneeze and not cover their mouths, cough and not cover their mouths, You cannot trust that now everyone is going to be safe. So when you're going out of your house, put gloves on. Put gloves on, protect yourself. Don't lollygag. Get in, get out, do what you need to do. If you want to get some fresh air, go outside, Take go for a walk. Go for a walk. Do not be on each other. Right now is not the time to be on each other. Okay? It's just not. Now, (laughs) off of that... How is everyone? I mean, I don't even know where else to go after that. That was a lot and I had to get all that off. I hope that everyone is finding things to do. There are a lot of good series on Netflix, actually. I've been watching a lot of great Netflix series, so I don't know if you guys are a fan of All American, but I really love All American. It's a great show. Two seasons have been out. The second season just came out last week and uh, yeah, it's just the show that follows the life of Spencer James, an NFL player. Um, it's like his life story. It's like a biopic, uh, but it's a series and it's really good. Um, so Netflix, I'll definitely recommend all American. I did watch containment. 
Containment is a show that came out in 2016. This came out in 2016. 2016. (laughs) And I'm just now seeing it for the first time because for some reason, uh, when everything started to happen, Netflix wanted to put out these shows like Containment and Pandemic and, you know, shows that we probably should have already been watching, but we weren't. Um, So Containment is a really good show. It is fiction. It's not a true story, but it is good because it just shows the levels and the steps that happens when an, when an epidemic, uh, a viral epidemic takes place. Now, it is extremely dramatized. Like I said, it's not what we're experiencing right now. Thank God, because if it was, it would be all hell would just be it, this whole country would be in shit right now. But it is a good show to watch. Um, another show that is coming back is Money Heist. Really excited about Money Heist. That is my shit. Money Heist is a great show. It is, um, it's a show that is originally shot in Spain. So the characters do speak Spanish, but they have like the English voiceover. They have a, a, a English voiceover. So if you haven't watched that, I would definitely recommend watching Money Heist. They have three seasons out already. And then the fourth one is coming out next week, I think. The fourth season is coming out and it's a really good show. So that's something that I could probably time. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I have been watching. That's pretty much it. A lot of things I've been watching have been like things that I think are going to happen in our near future. Like I watch all the Hunger Games because I think that with everything that's going on, I think that we're slowly leading to a time where we're all separated into different districts and stuff. Um, Divergent. I I mean, I'm just, that's the conspiracy theorist in me. I don't really want to get into all that, but yeah, just find ways to entertain yourself. Go for a walk. Read a book. There are a lot of books to read. Um, Audible actually has uh, a lot of great audiobooks. So I've been doing some audiobooks. I've been doing some writing. Just stuff to keep yourself occupied. That's the most important thing. Um, you know, a lot of people have gotten creative and they started having... Uh, FaceTime, like group FaceTime sessions, not on FaceTime, but there's actually this amazing uh, app called Zoom and the Zoom app allows you to set meetings. You can schedule meetings and stuff like that. And a lot of people are having Zoom meetings with their friends. I know people that are having Zoom parties. A lot of DJs are at home right now, um, DJing from their own home and they're on Instagram live where you could just like, you know, enjoy, like try to enjoy as much as you can, like listening to good music. Um, you could get on zoom with other people. I heard that they have like zoom house parties, zoom day parties, like anything to make you feel like you're normal. You know, you can still get dressed, put your makeup on, do your hair, make yourself look cute and then get on a zoom if you want, like, cause we're going to be inside for quite some time. So we have to get creative. But anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm really excited that I'm coming back to my hashtag. Let's talk about it. This is exciting. And um, make sure you guys are following me on my social media. So you can follow me on Instagram at simply Naima underscore. You can follow me on Facebook at Kiana Wilson. You can also follow me on Snapchat. My Snapchat name is Kiana Naima. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, remember, hashtag let's talk about it.